hi everybody welcome to we are fear where we are figuring it out welcome welcome to our third uh episode Episodes. this is so exciting um so it's your host rita and Leah, we are happy that you have been with us for the last two episodes i hope you have listened to them they're very awesome topics um and we have put so much effort to make sure that we are able to bring you um great content and today we have a surprise we have a guest um in our podcast her name is gina she has been our close friends for a very very long time she knows us i think maybe since when you were babies <laughs> yeah so we are happy to have her on the podcast and um i'll let her introduce herself gina welcome thank you Leia. my name is gina hi i am welcome to welcome to- <laughs> <laughs> what? This is yeah 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 okay okay <laughs> well my name is gina then we are for you in the house <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, we'll just, <laughs> just that, let that uh, be. Um, yeah, so I think she has come with a bang as of heart. <laughs> That's a good bang to start with. And today we'll be discussing about our lives in our 20s. Um, and the reason is, is we feel like you know, this is a defining decade, right? This is a very important decade for anyone's life. I think we always refer back to, you know, the older guys are like, ah, oh, you know, when you are 20s or when you are at 20s, when you have a lot to figure out and you have so many transitions that you have to make in your life. And so generally today we are not even here to share advice or anything. We are just here to um, share with you our experiences about our life in our 20s and we hope that you'll enjoy and we also want you to share your feedback share um whatever you're experiencing in your 20s if you need 20s if you're in your 30s and 40s and 50s we hope you're also listening to us we are not that young for you not to listen (laughs) um you'll be also to share with us what are the things that you look back and say oh i wish i had done this when i was in my 20s and know that happens a lot and you ask concert during birthdays right people Mm. ask you like um if you're taken back 10 years ago what would you have done different or something so yeah so we'd like you to share all that with us and yeah let's get to it so guys i would want to know if you are comfortable sharing how old you are (laughs) well well what what 20 what 20 old are you (laughs) Um, girls, <laughs> I think I am very young. Mm-hmm. You can give us like a range. Yeah, if you are not comfortable, I'm, I'm 25. Yeah, 25. Uh huh. Well, I am 25 also. Nice. But 28 <laughs> by experience. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm also 25. So um, and we we actually turning 26 this year. Um. Yeah, 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 yeah. So tough. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in our at least now we are in our mid twenties. Um I think we have had like now we have experienced half part of this decade. And for me, this is a very um good topic because I was reading a book called The Defining Decade and it generally talks about how to um maximize in your twenties and it really 
I would recommend it to everyone to read it. Um, and yeah, so I think, guys, tell me something. Um, I'd start with how has your childhood um, impacted how you're now experiencing your 20s? Let's start from there. Like how, 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 or do we start with how was your childhood? And then now, how has that childhood impacted your experiences in your 20s? So you also share about your experiences in your 20s and now bring that together. Okay, my childhood. I feel like that would take years. Um, so I'm the firstborn of three girls. Mm -hmm. And the age difference or the age gap between me and my this my sister who follows me is is huge but between me and my um last born sister is like i think 20 <laughs> years yeah so partly i grew up alone but mostly with you lea because we yeah. grew up together like since birth um <laughs> so in terms of how my childhood was it might be hard to believe, but I don't have a very good recollection of my childhood. Mm. You know how people say, oh, how, how did you grow up? How was... I only remember things that really marked me or yeah. things that were really um, more negative mm. than more positive. But I remember moments with Regina because yeah. we, we are very close. So most of the memories I have are after Regina. Mm. But the because I felt like now I had somebody to care of mm. and all those things. But before Reggie, it's a bit like blurry, and I think it's because I didn't have constant parenting. Because yeah. my mom is a workaholic to date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She works from Monday to Monday. You know, so it at that point, like growing up, I didn't have the constant mothering or yeah. Oh, let's do this. I remember the one time like clearly in my head when we went to remember when we had these yearly shows mm -hmm. around i think september mm -hmm. where the show, were, oh, shows, show jamhuri show yeah those shows oh. and then you'd go with your parents <laughs> i remember one and regina was already born at that time but i remember it because it was the first time i was really close with mom in such a setup mm -hmm. like she was not busy or doing stuff yeah yeah mm -hmm. so i feel like that having that has ma made me grow up really fast mm. Because I felt like I need to take care of Reggie. Yeah. And then my little sister came along. So I also was like, I need to make sure she doesn't feel like there's like a gap or something. But I also felt like I don't want to mother them in a way that I'm not able to get out. Because mm. I always felt like it would trap me. Yeah. So I feel like growing up like that has also made me very um more motherly even in my relationships. Which is yeah. probably why very my... True. My first relationship. Very true. Crashed ask, and ask burnt. Me. <laughs> yeah, for a good cause. So, yeah. yeah. So, like, growing up like that, I always feel like I have to take care of everybody else. And not. And the last thing I remember of is, like, oh, Rita, you need to buy yourself something, too. Mm. You need to do. So, that has defined most of my 20s up to today or up to most recent times. Just mm -hmm. being trying to find my identity out of trying to take care of everybody else mm. or trying to help them create their own identities or like trying to spoon feed maybe yeah. my sisters because I'm always mm -hmm. I'm scared of maybe what if she makes a wrong decision what if you know things yeah. like those so now trying to let that go 
has been now my journey in my 20s like mm. just being okay she's a grown up i have given her some of the things she can do send some courses she can start on but past that i can't do anything so i think now is when i'm trying to let go and i also think that being in the right relationship now is also helping me be me without having to take care of somebody mm, so nice that's... nice 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 um gina how has the childhood been and how has that kind of revolved to how you're experiencing your 20s well in my life my childhood basically i'd say i've been sheltered not sheltered in a financial kind of way i'm the second last born mm. in my family so that means there's three before me yeah now i learn from experience Sorry to say, but I learned from my sister's mistakes. If they make a mistake, I'm like, eh, eh, eh. I'm not doing that. No, 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 I'm not doing that shit no more. So, um, all through, if, okay, from, <laughs> this this is a fond memory. Because there's many of us, I was the last born for like five years before my last born sister came. Yeah. And then we'd get into trouble. And then my mom would beat all of us, would cane all of us. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> because the rest of my siblings are crying, I'm also crying. I'd see them crying and I'd start laughing. <laughs> this, <laughs> this has always been the weird streak in me. Mm-hmm. So I just see them, they're crying, I start laughing. My, I think my mom stopped caning me the, the, the soonest. Mm-hmm. And then um, school-wise, my dad just sheltered us throughout and he was like, you don't have to work. I'll provide everything for you until he passed. Mm. So after he passed, everything was like, was was uncertain. I started working immediately after I finished high school because uh, you cannot burden mom. At that time, my youngest sister was going to form one. So there's school fees, there's shopping, there's the rest of my, I mean, my older siblings, they were also not stable. So everything was just uneven ground throughout. Mm. So you had to work to get money. Like that time my mentality was, I'd work, I was in an Mpesa by the way. I worked and then that money, the salary that I'd get, I tried to save up and then buy my stuff when I was going to campus in September because I was, I was, I already had the calling letter and all that, the admission letter. So uh, I worked for that time. And then when it got to September, I went to campus and then also that time i had to get like uh because my mom was still unstable my uncle had to chip in to take me through school mm-hmm. so when i was young i was used to like uh you do something good this is how i grew up like you have to do something to show something that you've done yeah. for you to get a gift like for you to get rewarded, you mm. have to like have done something that is very nice. Mm. Say like you're in the house, you've done all the chores, you go to mom and then you're like, hey mommy, I've... Uh, That's when she'd be like, oh, So all through, I've, I'm used to doing something to get a reward to a point where everything was just a disappointment I'd do it, but I would not get the reward that I expected. Mm. So that made me realize that uh, no one has your back, not even partly your family, no one no one has it. So you just have your own back, you have to do your yeah. stuff mm. to get your stuff. Yeah. 
this is me before I went to campus. And then I'm like, okay. So I always moved with this motto that if you don't have, don't. Usinipati false hopes. Just mm. tell me I don't have. I'll get other alternatives. Instead of these people when um, I have it just wait a bit and then I'll send it to you yeah. and then they don't do it yeah. you just whatever it is you had planned whatever hopes you had for that little they were supposed to give yeah. be it money be it anything it just ends up being crushed yeah, so I, I usually prefer just tell me you don't have it and then we just move on from there I won't feel bad because I always understand this is mm-hmm. another thing that I learned growing up also in my 20s everyone knows how their shoe fits Mm-hmm. You can never know how mm-hmm. someone else's shoe fits. Like you, That's everyone good. knows Mahali now. That's so good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now your struggles might not be my struggles. Yeah. But you know how tough your struggles are on you yeah. than on me. Yeah. And the last thing I learned, still in my twenties, is family. Family. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> family is family, but. Family uh, is family. family. Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> because, agree. <laughs> because, <laughs> in as much as everyone always says, uh, family comes first. Mm, mm. There's this statement that said, uh, yeah. "Blood is thicker than water." Apparently, it doesn't mean what we think that your family is like you have to be there for your family and all that. Yeah, it means the family you have made for yourself. I don't know the full statement. Like the friends you've had, the one who you can consider family, they are more important, or rather they can help more than the family you were born in, the yeah. blood you were born in. Yeah. And which is very true, because mm. at the moment, <laughs> I feel like I'm at level zero with my family. Like I'm mm. so drained. If I could change my family, I would. <laughs> I mean, I'd go for the Kardashians, yeah. the rich ones, or the Obamas. You know, just, we all we all could. We all <laughs> but I get adopted by Angelina Jolie or something. I become the rich kid. Yeah, but chill. oh well, there's some things we cannot change. Yeah. But I'm still learning. But so far, the lessons I've learned, let's just say it impacts. In case I remember of anything else, mm, yeah. I will be able to give the answer. So I think we have have like something nearly similar so for me um my childhood was quite challenging um i've had so many changes and shifts um so when i was young um uh, my mom so we were five but mostly it was me and my younger sister although also between me and my younger sister we have um we have a huge age gap um actually i think six 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 um six years and then um what else so between me and my younger sister is six years i can't remember so much of my <laughs> my childhood before my sister actually in a, in a weird way but i can remember like us being at shoshu's place mm. um together and playing Christmas. uh i can't remember how i broke my arms <laughs> <laughs> when i was young because that was before like my sister i can't totally remember i just told mm. and i have evidence so <laughs> i can see um so when my sister came um things didn't change we were very close with my mom uh my mom used to be those people who'd celebrate even your smallest wins she showed up at my school events even the ones that i would maybe be doing drama or plays um and 
so we were pretty close with my mom since i was young i, I can remember a lot of her in my mind um and then my mom got sick um and we lost her um and so the two years okay then after two years my dad passed in those two years it was i think the hard one of the, uh, the hardest part of my life but i didn't realize the impact it had until i turned just recently mm. right uh i didn't know how much impact my relationship with my dad at that time affected me until now when i'm grown now when i lost my dad that was another ball game <laughs> that was now everything changed right me and my sister kind of got separated so everyone was living alone wherever they were mm. so the five of us kill taco in different places um and then um so for me i lived with so many different family members and i also grew up with that like when you do something that's when people get to appreciate you and now this one is harder because now this is not your direct family members this is like ex- like your aunts your uncles yeah. and it had always been this this level um that everyone else in that family their kids can are allowed to be at a lower level but you're not allowed to mm-hmm. be at that level and so for me when my parents passed on it now became school i was in boarding school i was in boarding school during tuition time i was in boarding school like every single time i was in i'd prefer just being in school than being at home and also clashes between families and staff yeah. and so being young that really um took a toll took a toll on me but i think in my primary in the primary i was was the most supportive my, i'd say my teachers have been the most impactful people in my life every school i've been i've had teachers who have worked with me and held my hand and advised me so like the person i am today and the kind of decisions maybe even how i think about life has been mainly impacted by my teachers because my teachers were very very close they supported me whether i did well in classes or i didn't they were still there you know whether i you know i i don't know like i remember when i was in like in class eight um this is so weird when i was in class eight <laughs> people i was in boarding school so essentially before you leave school your parents would have come mm. then you have like an academics day and then um then now you do you'll be able to go home so what happens mm. <laughs> people at home forgot that they were to come for me oh. and then the principal of the school was walking around and then she came into our class and was the only one who was remaining and then she asked oh what happened uh, your guidance are coming and I was like, um, I don't know, because I don't call them. They're called by the office. So she decided that day that she was going to be my parent. No. She sat there, checked through my results. We sat there, me and my class teacher and her, checked through my results. And then she called home and said um, that I'm not going home. She's going home with me. And she's paying for my trip to Uganda. And yeah. Mm. so no one came so we went with her and for me that was very impactful in that way that other people out there can decide to stand in, in a position in your life yeah. that aren't essentially your family members mm-hmm. and also going through that even in high school um i've always learned how to be there for myself if no one is there for for me i'm gonna show up for myself if that's not the case i've had so many people who we 
are not close to have come in and filled mm-hmm. in those different positions at different times of my life and so i think now in my 20s one i am realizing what happened in my childhood and things that happened how they're actually impacting me that emotionally mentally and how i make make my decisions um the other thing is that i've learned from that experience on how to always show up for myself so i've learned to when things are good i show up for myself when things are not okay i show up for myself and i've taken ownership and knowing that when i hit 18 i told myself you know what no one passed is about your life now so it's you to make your decisions to mm. be very critical about what you what you do with your life to make sure that you have everything um you know planned out and sometimes it's would it won't always make everyone happy mm-hmm. and knowing sure. that released me of so much pressure because yeah. everyone wanted me to make them happy everyone both as like everyone wanted me to do something for them if you're if you're not agreeing with this person then this person is angry at you mm. and when I, I just realized that you know what now i don't need to make decisions that make other people happy yeah. i just need to make decisions that make me happy and that relieved me from so much family pressure and right now i'm able to just be myself make decisions and realize you know if something if i make a decision right now that doesn't work for me it's on me yeah too it's on me you know i want to be like all oh, that person did all oh, that person said and also putting those putting those boundaries have helped me heal from a lot and deal with start dealing now with all that came with that but i would also say like i feel like everything people say this may might be fair or might not be fair but i think anything that happens in my life i've learned on how to just trust the process that i'm yeah. gonna get to where i need True. to be um and whatever process whatever i've gone through has actually made me better because i have taken time to be retrospective about those situations and be like this does not suit me this suit me i need to take these lessons i don't need these lessons and that has really helped me but i think for me my teachers i would not yeah, yeah i would i would not i don't think be the person i am today without the impact my teachers had in my life yeah that has become deep too quickly yeah <laughs> zero to a hundred but i think our childhood has a lot to do with um the kind of people we are today i think we can realize like a lot of things that you have gone through have kind of made you now the kind of choices you're making now um and yeah so what what would you say like you're experiencing in your in your 20s what were you expecting about your 20s you know when you're in a teen you're like ah, i'm in a to fika 18 you know and then you're from your <laughs> teens to now your 20s now you know you feel umefika. and i'm seeing this with my uh, like our younger sisters like my younger sister talk at 18 my god is like the world <laughs> has shut you know <laughs> you know and then so like what what are your like experiences whether that's career wise or I don't know yeah what are your have your experiences been what were your expectations and now what is your reality gina you can start with you <laughs> well my expectations were same to every other 20 something expectations to have a car to have a house by the time you're 25 to have, yeah, to yeah. have a stable like uh, job you have you do something that you're passionate <laughs> about you know all this like you have to be yeah. rich by 25 by 30 you're retiring but oh well well you had big <laughs> dreams my girl but dreams yeah. are valid we validate those 
those dreams. Uh, you, but you, know know how, you, you know how you know how you yeah, say you can grow up. Anything is be... possible. Sport person, you know. <laughs> well, those might have been the castles I built yeah, in my yeah, head, yeah. but twenty in in my twenties. Uh, let's just say those were my expectations. Not that high, but something of similar value but what i have encountered so far is uh apparently saving is a thing mm. and then uh getting employed see like as a first step i got my first job as a joke <laughs> i was not even actually i was not even expecting it i get crushed an interview <laughs> i get crushed an interview and then the interviewer was like gina what do you do and i'm like i read what do you read i read paranormal why because it's fascinating i got the job they did not ask me anything to do with the company i just got the job and i was right and then the pressure and then what woke me up actually because um Immediately if you get your first job, say in my 20s, this is me now, you get ecstatic the first few times. And then you don't know how you're spending your money. That's yeah. the that's that's the one thing. Like, you just hand to mouth. You just, uh, you work, you get your salary, you spend. You work again, you get your salary, you spend. But in between, you get loans to fund mm-hmm. your transport. You get salary on repeat. But then the one thing that woke me up was this this time the company was uh, removing one like the main company it the, where I was working was in a call center and it was uh, for multi choice so now multi choice wanted to remove one account DSTV and move it to another outsourcing agency mm-hmm. and then GoTV was left and then the company had to do a retrenchment 50% staff cut off so I was amongst the 50%, just like Leah, I trust the process. For me, I always say, God knows best. There's a reason mm-hmm. why you're here at a specific time. Yeah. I'm always optimistic. That's the one thing that you can never, ever like go wrong with me. Positivity, and I'm always optimistic. So this time, you were cut off. And at that point, you know, you are working from home. This was your safety net. Like, ah, this is secure. This, that's always mm-hmm. the first thing that runs into someone's mind. This is secure. I'm working from home. I have my own computer. So nothing is going to happen. And then I was cut off. That was a wake up call. Like mm. you, you don't have to be like comfortable, comfortable because you do not know tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, I took a month, went home, stayed with mom. And then when I came back, I was like, you know what? Fine. This was meant to happen. And God will provide the next step for me. I will not just sit there, but I'll try to do something. As I wait for what he wants me to do. So yeah, I st- I went home, stayed with mom, came back, got another job and life goes on. But early 20s has taught me that hand to mouth is not something that I'm willing to do for the long term. You have to save. Even, even if you ask Rita and Leah, I've, I've kept on asking them about <laughs> the money market funds and everything. <laughs> I'm not good at maths. I hated maths. I hated maths. But then again, life is funny. It comes yeah. and bites you in the ass. So, yeah, we just have to, to know maths to balance your money. Like, pesa to Najua. Counting, we cannot be at Twizy Kosa. And then... Uh, expectations was that the experience for 20s is that 
Um, anything else about twenties? I think I think that's that's, that's okay. It. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't I yeah, do not divulge yeah, anything yeah. that is not supposed to. Be. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, uh-huh. Rita, how, how, what would you say your experience was? What was your was your expectations of your twenties? That what is your reality now? Um, let's see. I think my expectations for my twenties. I didn't have like big expectations for my up to 25 <laughs> no i, said it was I wasn't building castles i have yeah, you are not in that mercedes and that bmw no i think it's because it's a jeep yeah. oh, oh it's sorry it's a jeep uh, yes. sorry okay. yeah so sorry i think it's because i've seen mom progressively grow yeah so i know things take like you don't just wake up and you mm. So because I grown with that culture of her starting as a mama boga, mm. walking around with rice, selling rice door to door, having her own small um, hotel, yeah. used to local, moving from that, owning her now um, whatever club. Yeah. So seeing that progression, and she's now in her 40s, yeah. seeing that progression in my head, I always knew that's the progression I'd have. So it it didn't in my head I wasn't like oh I want to do this <laughs> and this I knew I want to first I'll the first job I get is what I'll do mm. then I'll build from there because I've always had I like reading and I like investing in my own like just knowing stuff I might get scared or like I don't know what tomorrow brings but I don't mm. like being in a fixed mindset it doesn't serve True. me well mm. so that seeing the progression i think my own capacity as well to not want to be in the same position continuously has helped me through my 20s um when i finished campus i also got a job i think immediately mm. and because of how i did not want to stay caged in at home and dealing with the drama and being a counselor for my grown-up parents <laughs> i just immediately i got a job i started saving to move out like anytime I, I would my mom would ask me for money i'd say okay but i need to save for moving out i need to buy a mattress i need to buy utensils I, like my in my head i was like i need to move out really fast for my own um and i think i'm realizing it now mm-hmm. if something is disturbing my peace of mind i would like find ways to Get out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think from, I think it's from that kind of thing. Mm. When I hear when there's a fight, my my system just goes into autopilot, and I'm just like, let me out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. Drop the mic. Yep. <laughs> so, um, I started saving. I moved out, and my mom put a dent in my money before I moved out. Mm. <laughs> I will not even talk about it because she does not remember she owes me money, but you know, it's like it is never, it will never come back. It's years. So, yeah, parents, Mm -hmm. I've started paying for my dowry by myself. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so I moved out and then I think I lived by myself for how long? Like, I think we did, like, yeah, we we all did, like, some few months, like, four or five. Yeah, because we were also, you were coming over to my place, I was yeah, coming over to your place. Yeah. And then we figured... We were ah, trying separa- separation. Yeah, separation, long work. distance relationship. <laughs> she bite was not working. <laughs> Can you imagine where Yakuya and take her out? So uh, hectic. And then it was close to where mom's yeah. club is. So 
I was also like, mm, girl. <laughs> Did you really move out? <laughs> Did, Did you? you? So, um, and then after that, so I moved to Juja. So we moved in with Leah. Um, and then what happened after that? So I continued working. Yeah. And then through you, through Leah, I got an interview for... I think it was you, yeah? Yeah. I got an interview to work at IHIT, which is a co-working space. Um, which was really fun because yeah. I realized they like startup whatever organizations that mm. are trying to build their structure, trying to build how they operate and things like those. So that was really fun for a couple of months. <laughs> and then because I just keep searching, I don't know, I don't know, I don't even know why. <laughs> um, so I got another job. Um, so now the current job I'm at. And then I think now the journey of that, I really appreciate it now because I see how I've moved from the first job I got, you know, up to today. Yeah. And also the capacity, like you never know what your mind is able to mm-hmm. capture, how your mind is able to stretch until you actually try to do that thing you got. Because yeah. I was like, data analysis. I would freak out on the talk. I've never even watched warning sign. You know, and then my my bosses, I I I cannot even tell you how I ended up, yeah, like working with um with ATA and then doing community engagement. I think I've done a lot within ALG Mm. selection now, which is um like acquisition. So the growth within the time I've been with the company now but also the progressive growth yeah. since i left school because school was the ghetto since <laughs> i left school has really been a defining um journey for me and i feel that my 20s up to now i think i'm proud of my yeah. my early 20s yeah because i've seen how much i can do starting the podcast like i've seen how much i can stretch myself get out of my comfort zone yeah you know so I think my twenties have been really enlightening. I oh, think I'd nice. say that for my twenties. Nice, 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 nice. Uh for me <laughs> did I have expectations for my twenties? Um no, I don't think I'd like I had like an exact <laughs> expectation of my twenties. Cause I I like diversity and I like learning a lot of different things and I like seeing what what different things would offer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, I think it's important for me to say this. When I was in class seven, no, class eight, I don't know why I keep referring to class seven. What happened in my class Lenny. seven? Was that the name? No. The, the, the crash. What? <laughs> is, this where, is this where you say that? <laughs> so, <laughs> when I was in class eight, <laughs> I had two teachers tell me that I'm destined for greatness. That's something that I've never forgotten. And that's something that has always stayed with me. So even when I don't feel like I'm at my best, I always know I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be great in whatever I do. They put that in me and that stuck so closely because these were two different teachers. And like I was from meeting one and then when I was walking towards my class, I met another, said the same, same exact thing. And I was like, so they see something that I don't see in myself. And I kept that in my head and I told myself, okay, so this these teachers have seen something in me that um that I can 
that can be an anchor for me even when I don't feel like I have actually done it. So when I finished primary school, I went to high school. High school was a ghetto. You saying campus? Me, high school was a ghetto, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't really perform as well as I had done in in primary school. So when I finished, when I got my KCSE results, I told myself, you know what? If there's a platform that we people, you know, who have performed really well, uh, are given, I'm gonna make sure I stand in that platform too. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. So for me, it wasn't like, oh, I. I've gotten this place, so now I'm not good, mm-hmm. or I cannot be good at anything. Just like, okay, mm-hmm. this was a downfall. But if these whatever people are given out there, <laughs> yeah. I want I to also want be there yes. <laughs> when they're being given it. I I think I can do it, you know. Um, and then so, I, after I did that, I joined another important part of my life. One of the best decisions I think I've ever made until now. Um, I joined Peace. So Pacemaker International is an organization where it takes guys who have fin- just finished high school and place them in um, underserved primary, pub- public primary schools to teach kids because of the shortage of teachers we have in our schools. Yeah. And so I actually got one of my one of the um, one of my friends, um, Suzanne, is one who told me about Pace and encouraged me to uh, apply. So I applied to join this to join the fellowship, and when I joined, I did Mathare um, Primary School here in Westlands. Mm-hmm. And now, and the good thing is that we used to volunteer, and then during the weekends, after every two weekends, we'd go for trainings. So that's where I started gaining a bit of knowledge on entrepreneurship, and then you were encouraged to do projects. So that's why I started having my love for, for project management, what mm-hmm. I'm doing. That's why I knew, like after after six months, I was like, this is it. I want to be able to do as many projects in different areas and have as much impact as I could. Because yeah. the good thing about the skill is that it's adaptable to different uh, sectors. Um, and then after that, I got an opportunity to go to, uh, what is this, Baringo, Marigat, somewhere, Ilchamus, <laughs> just in ta- like interior places. Um, and... I did performance and it was that was life changing man it was different it was i felt like i was not even in kenya i don't even know where i was and <laughs> man it was it is in kenya but i didn't know where <laughs> it was because culture shock um then i used to teach now i was now the teacher in this other school i was assisting assisting this other school i was the teacher i'm setting exams i'm talking to parents i'm telling them about their kids performance i'm encouraging girls in a in an area where girls are not really encouraged to go to school mm. i was there being a role model to young girls i used to teach girls who had babies and they were married and mm. so at lunchtime they would run and go feed their babies and you know and then having also boys in our class who are taught to be morans and are told we you, there's a like if your part if like a father passed on in a family the first son would be even be would be would even um authorize the man to do something and so you're there as a teacher as a woman and you need to stamp your authority in men who have been taught you should not be listening to women Mm. you know um and so that was really life-changing for me and um i really really learned so much from that season in terms of leadership in terms of adaptation in terms of like being in a place that is of difficulty but still staying there and still pushing because you you know what your goal 
yeah you know what your goal was when I, when i got there i had heat rush like a baby the whole body <laughs> yeah baby girl lifestyle now was done <laughs> yeah and then after that i got to campus um and for me pace what pace did for me was to teach me that whatever i want to do i can be able to do it being in that situation uh doing projects starting library projects in the different school i was teaching kids having kids come and talk to you and you know tell you they want to do this they want to do that and you're there telling them you know what you can be able to do this guiding them talking to them it was it was different you're having an impact in a child's life and that was for me that was really really huge and so going forward i have always had projects Mm. always had projects since i was in peace even when i was in campus i was working on projects pace supported me in my projects even while in campus um they really held my hand um mr jacob is one of my mentors and he, he you know he taught me things about time management about you know how to approach people i remember i interned there and one of my uh, goal was to get different partnership for um an event they were hosting and i got like 20 partnerships from family bank to suji what other banks and i would mm. go walk there and talk to them and ask them for their cards and they would even come looking for me in the office mm. so that was really like they really put me out there out of my comfort zone and for me i usually use those those um challenges that i faced then or when i did such things so now when i'm i'm, I'm about to face something i usually tell myself oh you what you did you once did that no so now you can be able to do this so mm. just just like just do one thing maybe if it's approaching someone just approach that one person first and then use that to go to the next person and the next yeah. person and the next person because that when you do it at first that fear that you have kind of issues or it becomes minimal mm. Um then after that after campus um so in, in campus as I, as I said it all the same plot I'll, I'll be in that platform um I I did really well I think when I, when I was in campus I was like you know what I didn't really do well in 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 my in high school, in high school so this is my moment mm-hmm. so I made sure I shined <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh and then I I got into startup world um and i've always actually through pace i i met serial i entered chapter i did events i hosted nairobi talks um which is one of the things that it, i don't know how i did it but i did it you know um god has really brought i feel like god has always brought the right people in my life for the right seasons and the right moments uh we have also done data work data entry work um mm, and i feel like, like it, yeah so and that is a job that i got from someone who used to we used to study with so i feel like god had always brought people in my life who um worked for me for those different seasons that they have been there in my life right um and so right now in my 20s what i'd say i've seen so much growth i think um professionally i have gained so much i don't take anything for granted when i was when i was doing things that i was not were paying me very little and like someone would say like why are you doing that or why are you going for that job why are you volunteering why are you they didn't see it for but for me i was like this these are the moments these are the moments that i need for learning i don't know anything so yeah. if i'm given an opportunity then take let me it. take it because that's what i have for now and let me use this this whatever i have now to kind of take me to the next level and that and that's what i've seen um that's what i've seen until now that every every step that i take 
is has never been a step that is bringing me back it's yeah. actually a step that is taking me forward um and so now where i am um so i got a job at jquart and i got to learn a lot about government and how government works and now being in the pharmaceutical space it's different it's new it is challenging it is i don't know i'm i'm all a mixture of feelings because it's very very different from what what i've been but as i said I, I'm, i'm the person who trusts the process i usually say if if, this, if an opportunity was not for me it wasn't for me yeah. um and considering all factors like there's there's nothing i have given out or done that is much different i feel like god has wanted me to be in that place at that time um and i think the other thing that i've learned in my 20s and that i'm appreciating now is my growth how i'm intentional about being better how I'm intentional about investing in my education in my wellness in my health um like thinking about those things how i'm intentional about how i spend where i spend and that that i always take time to kind of just want to learn more and be better and also engage with people who have gone out there and done it and so yeah. now for me i just want to take in the lessons and learn from them so i would say i'm also proud of my 20s like i'm proud of the two steps i've taken the two uh, challenges i've had the, the the things that i've not done right the things that i've done right the things that i'm still unlearning and the still things that i'm still yet to learn yeah. so i'm appreciating the whole process as a whole and i've never looked back and said i wish that never happened so i'm i'm just like i'm grateful for the journey until far and i'm grateful for myself for being able to always carry myself through until where i am yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think yeah. i liked what you talked about when you said people didn't see the value in you helping or doing yeah because i volunteering yeah over yeah because i think people and really underestimate the power that comes with service mm-hmm. especially service that does not give you any more, benefit. Like, benefit yeah like monetary yeah. benefit yeah. or what have you i think it's very it's sad that yeah. people would not um value service especially because humanity is built on community and yeah. community is about yeah. service yeah. Yeah. so it it just made me think about how service is such a key thing in growth Yeah. Especially career wise cuz the networks, the people you relate with mm. at work, outside work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You offer them a service even in being friends, offering your listening ear, things yeah. like those. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like service is really underappreciated and it's a really big thing for I feel advancement. Like we we are always on service like we are always serving others in one way or another. You might yeah. not see it as Like even in terms of friendships you are always at service of your friends you are always at service of your spouse like it's always about service I'm always always about giving and receiving because yeah. that's what service maybe it's not when you are talking about like impact is where you just give without no expectation and that's what it yeah, teaches yeah. you like you can put in work and the fact that you don't expect anything that is well maybe the satisfaction is you know and that yeah. teaches you not to be always like you have to put in put in like you always yeah, have to always like expect something yeah and on everything that that's that's one thing that it 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 re- it really taught me um so i also want to know like how um how has your identity changed over time from who you thought you were to who you are now how has that changed over time 
Um, who I thought I was. I think I was having an identity crisis when I was in campus. Because mm. I really didn't um, identify um, maybe who I was. And I was also in a toxic relationship. So I, fe- I feel like it was... Like it was my my crisis, my identity crisis era mm. at that point. So I wouldn't say I had a fully defined identity. Yeah, I feel like now I'm getting into, um, like learning who I am, identifying like my, um, maybe weaknesses, my strengths. Yeah. So even in terms of work, I know areas I have strength at. So areas that I don't need much help in and I can help my colleague um, in so I feel like at that point campus the ghetto no <laughs> no sense of identity just moving along with how you're expected to do I if it's performing well I would go to yeah. class do my exams that was done going back home like there was no Rita stillness time mm. or like coming into myself and thinking you know and I feel like also the identity crisis was, oh, my mom will hate me, but also because of how I grew up. So I all, I I had told myself I'd never be in the kind of relationships I saw when I was growing up. Mm. But I didn't realize that the physical abuse, that it doesn't only have to be physical abuse. Yeah. So I, have to be physical, yeah, it can be. Emotional. I think it was my baby brain or something. I didn't connect the two. So when I was in campus, I was in a toxic relationship and it was um, emotionally abusive. Yeah, yeah. But I was telling myself, at least it's not... It's not physical. It's not, He's physical. not beating you He's up. It's not beating me up. Um, I have chosen better than yeah. than, than what I, I grew up seen, with. Yeah. Yeah. So I think also when I think through that... It's because also I didn't have an identity that was solid mm. in myself. I also feel like I didn't have enough knowledge or was exposed as much as I would have wanted to be in a way that I would have been able to see this is abusive mm. or this yeah. is not healthy for me or things like those. Yeah. Yeah, things things around that. So um, what was the question again? Like, how has your identity changed over time Thank until you. now? So, how was it one identity in Zuri? Then afterwards, after, like, when I started working, yeah. um, I think I started seeing, because I started saving from that point. And when I got, hey, nearly, when our company was doing a restructure, that also, mm. like, shook, shook me. Like, it shook me a lot. Yeah. Like, to the point that I'd rather save more than I'm spending. Yeah. Like I can cut a lot and then spend keto go because mm-hmm. I'd rather be feeling secure. But anyway, back to identity. So after school and all those things, now when I come out of school, I think now I've molded my identity more because I also had like an aha moment of you're not who you like. You you can't have a definition yeah. that is set in stone. Yeah. So I was like, okay, because I was constantly asking myself. Who are you? You know, like mm. having co- when I was in bed, I was like, "Who is this I'm sleeping with?" The, I had such my identity. <laughs> you remove yourself. Identity <laughs> crisis. My God. Then you talk to that yeah, self. Yeah, because I was like, "Who am I sleeping with? Who Who is Rita? Like, what would define me as Rita?" And I always struggled with that of putting a clear definition of who I was. Mm. 
and because of that i started now trying to read about identity trying to yeah. read about how to how to know yourself like how to I, I was in such kind of a state i don't even know if anybody noticed that trying to figure out okay who how do you know who you are how do you know your values how do you know this and this and then from that kind of reading whatever that's when i got an aha and li- listening a lot to people like oprah you know michelle yeah. people who speak with a clear sense of who they are their purpose yeah. what they're meant to do and things like those so after that then i started um doing like notes to notes to myself so i'd record I have um written uh notes I think even my my google whatever I mean my storage is almost full I need to clear <laughs> but anyway I started doing notes to myself so I'll be like okay Rita today you showed this which means you show the value in this so trying now to define my values by my everyday actions or my weekly actions things mm-hmm. like those and then now progressively doing that now I can say I am this kind of a person who doesn't do this or who does this and that realization of you can create your own self continually adjust yeah like mold yourself into who you want to be without mm. listening to in everybody else yeah so you take your alone time or what i would do is take my alone time even when i was being so depressed by work i'd write it down kwa mat kwa nyumba i'd write down to self oh today was a hard day because of this and this and this but you showed this so that really helped me define my values which i think has also helped me like define my identity or the person who i am and i progressively want to be every day because sometimes you flip out <laughs> sometimes you don't behave as yeah. per what you have set yourself like if your value is this and sometimes you don't act upon your value um it happens yeah 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 so yeah, I think I I wouldn't say I have a fixed identity. Yeah. But now I have a better sense of what I am not, not. Mm. which is really good. And now I'm progressively growing into who I want to become every day. Yeah. So, let's just see what my late 20s will bring. Gina, um actually I have a comment to say uh, about remember when you said that in campus the ghetto you didn't <laughs> have your identity yeah. and then you're in a toxic relationship. Yeah. There's this statement I read that no matter how many red flags are there in a relationship when a flag is facing you oh you, you can't, can't see, see it. It. i know you can't see it. so everyone else around you will can see, see the flag yeah i but remember you everybody was seeing it. it yes so it's not your fault that you found yourself in a toxic relationship mm. it's just that maybe your subconscious related that with normal thing yeah but that did not define who you are because should be told everyone begins from somewhere yeah, yeah. It, and you never knew that you had made a bad decision until after it had already happened. happened yeah so that one does not define you your mistakes do not define you they're just mm. a starting point yeah. True. I yes. also feel like relationships just and maybe we'll discuss this later because we, we are very um you're coming to the end of this um relationships have a way in which they make you define yourself differently or make you doubt mm. yourself and that's something that you're going or even they can break, make or break, break you. you so yeah we are going to dive into that because i am passionate about that topic yes so um so for me in terms of identity i don't think i also have like a clear sense of exactly who i am 
um but i've come to realize i have i sit down a lot with myself i kind of i analyze a lot of things that i do um i introspect i also journal um and i feel like these are the things that are helping me to kind of identify who i am what i value what i don't um also um what 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 I'm, i love about myself what i need to work on um and what are the steps that i can i can take to actively get there um and also just listening to good content um that is molding me each each and every day i'm very intentional about um understanding things to do with my mind understanding my mental wellness understanding character understanding values um all those things are very important things that i have I've, i'm learning each and every day what they mean for me what would what would a certain action mean to me from a person or when i do something what does that make me what does that say about me um and the, and then the question of now also like being able to put boundaries you can't put boundaries if you don't understand what exactly yeah. um kind of boundaries you want to put um and what 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 brings you peace what brings me peace what brings me joy mm. um cuz those are part of your identity right it's not just i feel like an identity is not just about my career or my or anything i think there are a lot of internal things that you'd need to define for yourself cuz a career can one day you wake up and it's gone you're in a different place you know or in a different thing and that's okay and that's good but what will carry you on for long is the kind of values that you build within yourself and for me that's what is most important to me because i feel like external things i feel like things that i can easily figure out and the fact that now education is like everywhere you can learn anything you want at any time gain yeah. any skill you want at any time i want to have to work on my inner self my values my character um to define things for myself what makes me happy what doesn't what what uh, what do i want to achieve by this time what do i want to achieve by this time um what do different relationship means to me what relationship matters to me which ones don't what do i need to to do better uh, and how best can i show up for people that i that I value and how can I show up best for myself. So I think that's how I'm trying to build my identity uh by figuring out some some of those things. Some I figured some I think not yet um and I'm still learning and just also like seeing what are the areas that I don't think I can be able to figure by myself and I need help for somebody to help me figure them and who exactly do I need? Because I I've, I've realized like in life you can't always know how to figure everything out even if it's about yourself. Yeah. Like you need someone to help you figure out things about yourself and that's why we are told to be like be in the right friendships but people can tell you things that you do not want to hear and things that you want to hear because that's how you are able to grow and identify things and so yeah so for me i'd say that, that that's the journey I am, i'm i'm working through like this this year i've i on the, that first i wrote goals that i want to achieve in all aspects of my life and so i'm looking forward to like sitting down with myself and kind of asking myself have i and i'm i'll be doing this quarterly and just checking in with myself have i achieved this have i been able to do this have i been able to do that and if not why um and what do i need to do so 
yeah so i think that's 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 how i'm 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 going about it gina as we close up okay so identity or self i think that's the one thing that you might see with the way adolescent hits you might be an early bloomer or you might be a late bloomer mm. you don't have to find your identity when you're 20 yeah or yeah, when yeah, you're 40 yeah. it can happen i mean soon or later in life yeah. there's a book i read the female brain apparently we have the subconscious mind and yeah. we have the conscious mind mm. and the conscious mind this part of the brain that tells you no this is wrong you're not supposed to do this like you have to filter this don't say this this will make this will hurt someone or do this do that mm. yeah. it develops when you're past 19 so all through in your subconscious your subconscious you just it's like a sponge yeah. it soaks yeah. up everything every negativity every positivity from every person that's why earlier when you said these teachers that said you'd be a great person yeah. like you would be a force to be reckoned with it's stuck with you yeah that's because your subconscious absorbs everything negative positive if you told your bad if you told your good all these things that still stay with you now knowing yourself is breaking out of this subconscious beliefs that mm. has been passed down from every single person in your family yeah yeah so for you to figure that out the same way Rita said she writes them down you figure you, you who is this i'm sleeping mm-hmm. with yeah. but for me i'd say i always knew i'm a people pleaser mm. like i never ever wanted to get on someone's wrong side you see like you have to make everyone happy it's yeah. exhausting yeah. it's exhausting really? yes because like when, when we were in primary i would never have pegged you she was so tough my god <laughs> well i was a bully in primary there's that <laughs> but generally i love helping people mm. but someone can take advantage of that because i wouldn't want to get in your bad, bad graces books. because I, ju- i just hate conflict oh. that's how ladies are wired but mine i think was extremely tight yeah. i hated <laughs> conflict so i'm at this point in life where actually i'm realizing that it's not a good thing to be a people pleaser because yeah. i have me to think of mm. So um I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. I'm not writing it down but I'm reading about it yeah. and I'm internalizing and the same way you have the aha moment. So oh really? Oh really? Mm. Actually I read it gets to a point where I even cry in a book na umeka kwa and then everyone is like but then who cares? Yeah. And then I have this attitude that I developed this year that I don't care what someone else thinks because mm-hmm. it, we, when it comes with people pleasing comes yeah. with you always have to be conscious about what, what someone else thinks about yeah. what what someone else the opinions of everyone else so this year I decided you know what fuck everyone else this is me this is my life yeah. so if it pisses you off do it to fanani or, yeah. <laughs> or if it pisses you off keep your comments to yourself and be gone yeah and then I'm Uh, part of what i'm doing you see the way you can see someone in something say for example the most common one a lady wearing a short dress same as she's light or she's dark but she's wearing a short dress in your opinion you're like ah she's wearing a very that's a very short dress you're yeah. not supposed to walk around town with such a dress but when you think about it when this lady was leaving the house in the morning she was, okay. she was comfortable she yeah. is still comfortable wearing this dress yeah, so yeah. this is not 
her with an issue it's you projecting your insecurities toward this person yeah, yeah so with this negative energy you keep on projecting to this person you make them feel small mm. so in life right now i'm going through that phase i'm not negatively commenting on anyone because i'm like you know what that would be projecting because that's your you opinion do you. about you look them. amazing yeah. that looks nice you you just you're comfortable yeah. then let's go with that yeah. Yeah. let's not listen to my opinion because in this scenario it does not matter at all mm. and then the same applies uh like uh juicy i was talking to this guy i wear glasses i mean we all wear glasses yeah and then the girl was like have you seen I us <laughs> I don't know if it's ignorance or being dense sorry to say but he was like if you remove your glasses don't you just walk while you're touching the wall you won't fall oh or knock gosh. things off you see I you definitely see that, I also that, that you have yes yeah. how do you yes. kiss with your glasses <laughs> <laughs> I know yes, exactly so I was like oh my goodness I thought I thought I thought we were advanced I I did not know what to say to this guy so I ended up with I'm short sighted I'm not blind <laughs> I'm not blind I can see I can see <laughs> so such things this is just you projecting and then something to do with like if you have some if I put on something you don't like it keep your commentary to yourself it's if it's not nice just keep it to yourself I don't know what yeah. negative energy yeah. so at this point I'm at a point where I'm learning to say affirm no I'm learning mm. to say just mind your business if this does not concern you go yeah. away if this pisses you off do it we become colleagues or just turn around and get out of my face mm. so i'm still learning i'm not there yet i do not but, know yeah. who gina is yeah but ask me the next 3 years i'll have a definitive answer of who i am in a specific aspect not mm. all aspects because yeah, yeah. we can spend our, the rest of our lives and the fact that we also keep on changing yes our, yeah. also our interest and our likes and and life just keeps on changing and so Today you might want to be Michelle Obama then tomorrow you want to be someone different you know um and I think that's 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 life and I I've like I, I literally like what you've said that when you when you actually start also realizing things that you need to work towards like if you know that you are people pleaser so you know now okay you're able to even catch yourself when you're about mm, to do yes. it and that's the most important like when you you're able to recognize when you're about to do it yeah. and you're able to be like i'm no. about to do this but i promised myself not to because no, no. i feel like we like if you if you if you what what makes us feel like we are not good enough sometimes is because we continuously betray ourselves in situations yeah. that you had trusted to show up for yourself and so yeah so as we've had we're still learning we're still trying to figure <laughs> this stage is out we're trying to to see whether this make this decade our defining decade um and it won't be the last decade but it will be we make sure that when we, we are asked how is your 20s cuz for me when last year actually when i uh, is it last year yeah last year uh, during jada's birthday it was when i was like if somebody asked me about because she was standing 15 and somebody asked her if you uh what would what would you have changed in, you in your 20s or what what yeah what would you have changed in your 20s and then I was like when I w- when someone asked me that question I want to say maybe no I wouldn't do I, I don't want to change so much about my 20s when I'm at my 50s because yeah. <laughs> I've already passed so what yeah. what would I want to say about my 20s when I'm at my 50s what are the things that I would want to talk about 
that have helped me to get to where my 50s are so thinking when you think about that from like from a backward perspective mm. <laughs> and from your 50s now like looking back now when now you're in your 20s can really help kind of you know make you now see what what are these things that you'd want people not even people like what would you want to say about yourself in your 50 that you can now start building now so yeah so i personally I'd recommend everyone to read the defining decade book mm. i think it is a very it kind of opens your mind to um what your 20s could be um it gives you tools that you can start using if you feel like maybe lost or confused and it talks about everything from um work how from your careers to your relationships to your wellness to all those things and you'd actually find that we are all we all at a point we sometimes you just feel confused because in our 20s that's when you're entering your, a new job you're leaving school yeah. somewhere around there you get into a relationship messes you up or becomes good then you're either married then there's a kid that's <laughs> g yani by the time <laughs> by the time <laughs> by the time you're from your 20s to your 30s so much can happen within this this timeline and so that's why it feels like it's a defining decade because this there's so much transition that usually happens in this 10 years that maybe would not would 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 maybe i don't know how 30s and 40 guys can tell us um could be you know so i feel like this is a very defining um part of our lives and i feel like it's a part where we don't really know what to do but we we can actually figure it out figure it out pole pole <laughs> just step by step right yeah yeah any parting shots before we leave any anything you want to tell our people um yeah. i think one thing i can say based on what jina mentioned is around um your inner being silencing your inner being when you were talking about people pleasing yeah i remember i don't know on which podcast i had it but when you silence your inner self so much it will reach a point she stops talking yeah. to you i even seen a reel about it yeah so um i think my parting shot is take time to actually listen to yourself yeah yeah to be yeah. with yourself ask yourself who are you sleeping with <laughs> <laughs> just to kind of identify who you are and don't don't shush yourself with the aim of pleasing somebody else mm. you will never please them enough they will always True. want more and more and more you'll be the hand mm. that keeps on giving exactly and at the end of the day you will lose yeah. because you will yeah. lose your sense of self your dignity you will be left broken yeah so if you can learn to listen to your inner voice your intuition listen to her care about her nurture her so that anytime you're going to do something that doesn't serve you your your intuition is loud enough that you can hear and it's not silenced by your constant shushing it because of trying to make everybody else happy yeah yeah gina any parting shots well because today's topic was identity i just say your timeline is not defined mm. your timeline yeah. is not defined you just you do you because just because rita knows a section of i mean she knows a part of her identity lea has the values she wants to stick to to define her identity does not mean that i have to have it figured out yeah. because all of us are the same age 
So everyone has their own timing. Remember the reference that I had for adolescence? Yeah. If someone is a late bloomer, someone is an early bloomer. And then there's this friend of mine I was speaking to yesterday. He said, wisdom is impacted on everyone. Mm. But there's no definitive time. Like everyone's supposed to have it. You yeah. have it when you decide to have an open mind. So knowing self begins from having an open mind. True. That's Making when that start, decision to actually work. Yes. To, yeah. So that's when you start being wise about what you do, what you want to do. That's basically what I have. So mm. your timing is your timing. You don't have yeah. to like force everything. And I think that is so important because I feel like we're in a generation where we all want to be this at the same time. We all want to be financially what we all want to be. Like just just take it with your flow and it has like it has to be about it has to be about you right because when you do yeah. even if you even if it's a positive thing but it's not your own time it's like books yeah when there's a time you read a book and then you're like mm. it's not for the for now this book is not for me now and then just read it after three months then it will make such, so much sense, so much sense. I, know. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a book in my drawer so <laughs> That that you know, like you'd find that, and the thing is, this, I think it's the same in life. Like there are times when, even if it's a positive thing, but it's not, it's time. Then it might not make sense to you. Yeah. It might not even end up working for your own betterment, and so just don't feel the pressure to want to be at a different places. And even as friends, because I know we are, this is the time we are you interact a lot with your friends and a lot of people, and you're trying to also like find your what do you call it? Your, your place in the your, world. Your place in the world, your gang. Mm-hmm. Um, create safe spaces for people to be who they who they are at that moment in their lives yeah. without making them feel like they need to be you or you need to be them or any, you know, anyhow that goes. So just create safe spaces for people to just be who they are. And there will be transitions and there will be changes and there will be different things happening. But you need to create that space because we're in that season in our lives where everything we, we are here today we are there tomorrow i mean this relationship today tomorrow i'm different so yeah <laughs> so next time you're going to be d- digging deep to relationship stuff in our 20s <laughs> money stuff in our 20s <laughs> careers and how that has changed and we'll be having more guests so be ready for that it will be exciting exciting a moment and this podcast is not just for women we also <laughs> men are also welcome in this podcast um yeah yeah so we value all of you please share 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 follow us on all our pages we are feel um and then also click on a, a link tree to find all the places that we are and if you're not in the podcast that you you listen to Please just DM us and you're making sure we'll make sure that you're there. We also have a YouTube channel, not yet videos, but you can be able to also listen to our podcast there. And also it's still on that link tree. Um on our what do we, what do they call it? On our Instagram bio. Bio on our Instagram bio. Yeah. So you can check us there and please communicate with us. Talk to us. Um yeah, so we are happy. And also give us feedback. Um follow us on Spotify and also iTunes. Yeah. Follow, 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 share, 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 and comment, comment, comment. (laughs) Thank you, and bye. Bye. bye.